Another day is here, and you're ready for it. What to wear? Check. Breakfast, lunch, and dinner? Check. Planning for what's next and how to save for it? That's where Bank of America can help. For your financial to-dos, Bank of America has experts ready to help get you closer to your goals. Get started at one of our local financial centers or 24-7 in our mobile banking app. Find a location near you at bankofamerica.com slash talk to us. What would you like the power to do? Mobile banking requires downloading the app and is only available for select devices. Message and data rates may apply. Bank of America and a member FDIC. When you need mealtime inspiration, it's worth shopping Kroger, where you'll find over 30,000 mouth-watering choices that excite your inner foodie. And no matter what tasty choice you make, you'll enjoy our everyday low prices, plus extra ways to save, like digital coupons worth over $600 each week. You can also save up to $1 off per gallon at the pump with fuel points. More savings and more inspiring flavors make shopping Kroger worth it every time. Kroger, fresh for everyone. Fuel restrictions apply. These aren't the droids you're looking for. This is the Rich Eisen Show. These aren't the droids we're looking for. Carry the hell on. You know who's not walking through that door? Uh-uh. The beard! James Harden is not coming to the rescue. It just, when you look at Harden, it just like, just doesn't at all feel like the Harden that you need right now. The Rich Eisen Show. Today's guests. Colts General Manager Chris Ballard. Steelers Head Coach Mike Tomlin. ESPN NBA Analyst Kendrick Perkins. Plus, actor Shea Wiggum. And now... It's Rich Eisen. Yes, it is. Per sources, and now on camera, <laughs> can confirm. It is the Rich Eisen Show here on Peacock. And also, uh, for your ear gate on Sirius XM Channel 85, the Odyssey app, or this Rich Eisen Show terrestrial radio affiliate smart enough to have us. We say hello to our podcast listeners. You can get our podcasts every single spot where podcasts are acquired and also through the Cumulus Podcast Network. Same with Just Getting Started. Uh, Susie Schuster hosting that. Eric Stone Street is her guest this week. Later on today, when we're done with uh, this show, the Rich Eisen Show NBA Basketball Podcast will be uh, recording its latest episode with uh, our call screener, Adam Chudwin. I only say him first because he's not on camera here. <laughs> the others who are doing it are on camera. Good to see you, Christopher Brockman, here today. Great to be seen, Rich. DJ, What's happening? DJ Mikey D is in D's Ducks. I can taps confirm out. I'm here. You, well, you ta- <laughs> I know you can confirm you're here. You tap out on the basketball podcast. You say, screw it. I'm out of here. You guys handle it yourselves. I can call a basketball game. That's it. And Adam <laughs> takes your chair. And then good to see TJ Jefferson lighting the candle. How are you, sir? Good Listen, to see you. James Harden's going to show and prove. Well, I mean, right. he's got it tonight. Yeah. Well, I mean, he doesn't have to, but uh, I would like. For I would him love to. for him to yeah. make me eat my words. I'd love for him to make me eat my words. As you know, I think this is a better show when your teams do well. Well, we haven't um, had that yet since I've been on the show, but uh, you know. I don't know. I don't know. The Cowboys made the playoffs this year. Yeah, you were you and you and uh, you and Irv were were, were dapping <laughs> each other up in person and on the phone and all that stuff. I love him. Um, we all do. Um, <laughs> so that's a big game tonight. Uh, Brockman's Celtics even the Ledger last night. Yeah. Even the ledger last night. I told night. you I wasn't worried. We were 2-0 <laughs> yesterday, Brock. We got both games right. You weren't even worried when Marcus Smart all of a sudden had some sort of hand injury? They kept him out of the game all of a Where sudden? Where did that come from? I have no idea. It also, was it a thigh? I thought it was a shoulder. I thought it was. Was it? I thought it was a hand. Exactly. I, I, mean, I don't know. Maybe I'm <laughs> I wrong. Know. I'm positive. I, I it was saw a couple back, tweets. Right? I have no idea. All of a sudden, it was like he's out. And it's out like operation. The game. <laughs> like what? Yeah, he's out, uh, and they 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 handled. Yeah, no problem. And, you know, um, we didn't play this soundbite a couple of uh, weeks ago or last week when Grayson Allen was going off, um, in, you know, in the in, in the Bucks first round series. And um, and uh, and he said, you know, he doesn't like playing the role of uh, the bad guy, you know, and, Good at it. you know, he, I, 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 <laughs> and it kind of took me back. But um, a lot of people love to hate on him. It's from his Duke days or maybe because he really does look like Ted Cruz and <laughs> and without the beard. And um, beard? and and last night when Jalen Brown uh, crossed him up and made him look like the actual Ted Cruz was guarding him. Um, boy, the, the, the Twitter hate went all over the place. LeBron even tweeted it out that that uh, that moment of J.B., he referred to Jalen Brown. I feel like LeBron was uh, 
was having a little a couple last he night. He might have. Uh, he was tweeting his head off. Well, it definitely was. It's Taco Tuesday, and I'm true, assuming true, he must true. have had some great red wine with it. Yeah, or his own tequila, I'm not sure. And he was tweeting about John Morant, too. Okay. Yeah, baby. John Morant joins he, um, LeBron, and Kobe as the only players under the age of 23 to have multiple 45-point playoff games after he had his 47-piece last night. Oh, baby. And there were lots of pieces being had last night. Um, who who would have thought out of Sixers and Heat and Bucks and Celtics and Suns and Mavs that the most rabid, downright almost vicious Donnybrook of a playoff series was Warriors and Grizzlies. And we've now had, uh, this is an even series, and the winner of each of these first two games had a player ejected with a flagrant two and overcame it. Yeah, It was Draymond Green in the first game, and the Warriors still won. And then last night, uh, Dylan Brooks, three minutes in, just absolutely clocks Gary Payton the second, who got a start. How about that? They put pool up. If you had told me no, they're going to the put pool back on the bench... Yeah. And it's going to be Gary Payton the second getting the start. Um, but go figure, that happened. And then just less than three minutes into the game, he clocks Gary Payton the second over the head and then um, seems to uh, clip him as well yeah. with his foot and sends him down to the floor and he breaks his elbow. Ugh. It looked bad. And this was looked bad, was bad, is bad. And um, I I don't know, does the league come in and do something else because Gary Payton II got hurt? This is that age-old question that always usually usually happens in in hockey when somebody cross-checks somebody or somebody hits somebody and they're out now for two months. And the other guy just gets a major misconduct in the game and like a two-game suspension and comes back and the other guy misses 30 games. Like, shouldn't you be forced to be out as long as the player you've injured? And uh, the answer to that question is obviously always no. Because, um, you know, Dylan Brooks didn't know he was going to break the elbow of Gary Payton the second. After the game, uh, Steve Kerr had some very choice words. Yeah, he did. On this subject matter, this is what the uh, coach of the Warriors had to say. I don't know if it was intentional, but it, it, it was dirty. And, um, <clears throat> you know, playoff basketball is going to, it's supposed to be physical. You know, everybody's going to compete. Everybody's going to fight for everything. But there's a code in this league. There's a code that players follow um, where you, you never put a guy's, season slash career in jeopardy by taking somebody out in midair and clubbing him across the head and ultimately fracturing Gary's elbow. This is a guy who's been toiling the last six years trying to make it in this league. Um, finally found a home just, you know, playing his butt off this year. Um, in the playoffs, you know, this should be the time of, of his life. And uh, a guy comes in and whacks him across the head in midair. He broke the code. Dylan Brooks broke the code. That's how I see it. Broke the code. I mean, I understand why he has to say all of that. But, like, the guy's going to the basket. Dylan Brooks is going up to try to block his shot. And the guy just went a little higher than him. And he took a swipe and got his head. He didn't do it on purpose. He wasn't trying to take him out. There's three minutes into the game. What does Steve think is happening? I just think it's a very hard game that these guys are playing with each other. And we saw less than a minute later, Draymond take an elbow to the head. He takes an elbow to the head from Xavier Tillman. No foul is called. You can't review it because I guess the play continued. Right. He's bleeding from his eye. He's getting booed as he's going off the court to get his head stitched up and he then double bird Eli Manning flips off the crowd Eli Manning Eli Manning's it. <laughs> yeah. double bird flying yeah. and then Draymond had this to say afterwards when asked about 
if he, I guess, regretted double birding, flipping off the Memphis Grizzlies faithful. You're going to boot somebody who get elbowed in the eye and face running on blood, you should get flipped off. So I'll take the fine. I'll go do an appearance and make up the money. But it felt really good to flip them off. You're going to boot someone that get elbowed in the eye and blood running on your face? I could have had a concussion or anything. So if they're going to, if they're going to be that nasty, I can be nasty too. And I'm assuming the cheers was because they know I'll get fined. Great, I make $25 million a year. I should be just fine. <laughs> a flagrant two and a finger two in two games for Draymond Green. Draymond might be growing on me. I understand he's not the most likable player, I, but... I don't like the elitist stuff like that. Like, I make more money than you, and you're poor. And yeah, you're that's kind of whack to me. me. That, he, that. Didn't say, he didn't call them poor. He's yeah, just like, the, I'm, I'm rich, the... you're not. I can afford it. I'll make an appearance and whatever. I, I mean, put but, yourself in his shoes, though. He could be I, injured, I, and he, I told... they're cheering. Yeah, but Look, remember, Chris, the game one, he gets tossed out, and he's welcoming. He's like, he's egging the crowd on. Like, look at me. Put all the attention. Hey. I'm like, applaud yeah, me. but he's the villain. So, this is his this role. Is, yeah, exactly. So what are they going to do? Game two, now switch? Like, you wanted it, and now you got it. So, yeah. Hey, I, I, tempers are flaring, man. It's a, it's a Tempers are flaring. Yeah. I didn't see this coming about Grizzlies and, and, um, and Warriors. Didn't. And I'm I'm here for an intense series. I'm here for an intense series. I I do miss the 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 era of basketball players being put on their ass. I miss I miss that. I really do. I really do. Uh, not to sound like Jeff Van Gundy, who he got upset when what 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 happened the other day when Morant was going up to somebody and at, at the end of a game or is it the end of the the uh, the war? I think it was the end of the the. Um, Pelicans and Suns, right? And the game wasn't over yet, and they were like saying goodbye to him, but not nicely. And he's just like, "What are we doing?" I, I, I saw that video. He was complaining about, you know, the game wasn't over yet, and the guys were kind of hugging it out. I mean, I'm not that old. Guys, school. A lot of these guys are friends, though. No, I, I, I know. I know. I, 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 I sit here and I go back and forth and I'm like, Dylan Brooks should be suspended for that. But he didn't know that he was going to break the guy's elbow and that and that Draymond, you know, somebody should just say, hey, man, just leave the money out of this whole thing. We know you're rich, but he's also, you know, I could see both sides of this thing. I really can. And also, I, 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 all I'm saying this is, is, is this, though, just in the basketball aspect of this, is that um, the Grizzlies knock Gary Payton the second out and he's a I think he's a significant he's become a significant player for for this team and him being gone is definitely going to be a blow for the Warriors I think they can make it up but he's 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 become a crucial player for them and um another energy guy a guy who can you know the mitten can play both ends of the floor and clearly, they need all the defensive help on on Morant, who's yeah. quicker than all of them, man. quicker than fast. To use yeah. the phrase that Mayock always uses at the combine, he's quicker than fast. <laughs> Jim Ross would always uh, say he's quicker than a hiccup. And so, <laughs> you know, uh, put it all together though, and they needed Morant to score forty-seven in a game in which Peyton the seconds out, Draymond missed a considerable amount of time. Yeah, I was shocked. And that. and they they needed all forty-seven points from Morant. And game three in San Francisco is going to be lit. Because the, the you know emotions are frayed, and Morant is bringing an all time game to that arena, and he is feeling it, barking out, "You can't guard me!" and the and everybody plugs into him. Everybody plugs into him, and it really is remarkable to see to the point where I'm wondering, what is Zion Williamson thinking right now? What is he thinking as he's sitting at home, didn't play all year? This is supposed to be his ascension time, too. And he's attached at the hip to Morant forevermore because the Pelicans chose him over Durant. I mean, over Morant. They chose him over, you know, easily the greatest rising star in this league right now. Without a doubt. 
Was he most improved player or something silly like yeah, that? Yeah, LeBron mean, said it was insane. Well, yeah, how's that happen? <laughs> you can't give him that award. Like, well, he went from good to great, I guess. <laughs> it's like it's like but I don't it, know how it wasn't Jordan. It's Bull like giving the it's give, yeah, it, it's on. it's ridiculous. It's like yeah. an orange wedge for him. Yeah. <laughs> I mean, Jordan Poole you know, was in like the we're G giving him an orange wedge. There you, you know I mean? go. Your most improved player. Oh, is that right? Okay, good to see. <laughs> like he could be an M. He's most valuable player. Yeah, right. He could change the I to a V. So he was in the running for a while there. I'm just wondering what Zion thinks. How is he handling this? Because we're all talking about him as can't or won't or whatever you want to describe. How the team needed him but didn't use him. Could have used him but didn't use him. Why? What is happening in New Orleans for them? And I'm just wondering how is he viewing all of this? And how will he use this as fuel, or does he just already have his? I don't know. I've never interviewed him. I don't think we've ever had him on this program. Nope. I've only seen him interviewed, didn't see, hear anything from him, didn't see anything from him, obviously, on the court this year. And Morant has gone from, you know, 10 to Spinal Tap 11. He's found a totally different gear, and I'm wondering if he's going to find another one. So uh, that's what I'm taking from everything from last night is how terrific he is. Where do we go from here in this series? The Warriors do have home court advantage. It's now best of five that the Warriors have a piece of. And um, now that's where it's now boiled down to that. It looks to me like it's going seven games. I mean, think about it. So We're one missed jaw layup at the buzzer away from Memphis being up 2-0 on a team that we thought was pretty much a lock to go to the finals for a lot of part of the year. All due respect to Phoenix. Well, Morant is putting the team on his back, and then, you know, Peyton and, and Draymond wound up on their backs. And, you know, we've seen two flagrant twos. We've seen two middle fingers. We've seen coaches saying that, man, you know, codes have been broken. This is some old school stuff that I'm, I'm, I'm here for. Popcorn's ready for game three. Um, we've got um, a lot of football as well on this docket the Wednesday after the draft. Mike Tomlin's going to join us. How hey, about that? Hey, never say never. But uh, but yes, he's never coming. say never. But never. How do I use that drop with him? Oh, I've got about an hour to figure unclear. that out. Clear. Uh, okay. It's got to be a question with some about maybe one of the quarterbacks or how about this? I mean, look, I know you got uh, you drafted a quarterback. You got Mason Rudolph. You signed Mitch Trubisky. Yeah. Any chance you might, you know, Ben maybe comes out of retirement? Because it's high on my damn agenda. See, he missed it. Mike, it's just a never like say we're, never. We're using but the never. Other I mean, I'm oh setting that up. I'm just dropping. All right. So, we, you know, we need to take this offline in a commercial break. Wow. Um, I'll rain down my judgment and we'll move forward. Kendrick okay. Perkins. Is, Kendrick, I mean, Kendrick, Kend, Kendrick Perkins is going to join us uh, on this program to talk about everything we just hit. Get your damn hack together. Tomlin's an hour Carry number two, uh, the Steelers uh, head coach. The actor Shea Wiggum. Oh, so many of you man. may know him from Boardwalk Empire. He played Nucky Thompson's brother, the uh, drunk cop in that. Uh, he's been in Fargo, Vice Principals. Um, the uh, the uh, Mission Impossible series, Mission P 7 and 8, he is in. He plays Perry Mason. Wolf of Wall Street. Wolf of Wall Street. He's the boat captain in the Wolf <laughs> of Wall Street. He's been in so many great things. He's great in all of them. He's been in Fast and Furious. Um, Vice, my gosh. He's going to be joining us, though, because he's now G. Gordon Liddy in the new Watergate um, drama called Gaslit. That stars Julia Roberts and Sean Penn as Martha and John Mitchell. And that's on let's go. Stars. He's joining us in hour number three. But let's take a break and talk to the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, Chris Ballard. It's been a while since we've talked to him. As we know, they didn't have a first-round draft choice because they traded it for Carson Wentz, and then they traded Carson Wentz to the commanders. We had Carson's current head coach in Ron Rivera on yesterday. Now the former GM... Why, why did they feel necessary to, to part ways with him? Why Matt Ryan? Did they reach out for Mayfield? These are questions I want to ask Chris Ballard, and I intend to do it. When we come back here on this edition of the Rich Eisen Show. It's that time of year, people. Spring has sprung, and that means spring cleaning, or at least 
the partner in your life is demanding that you do it. Whether that means stocking up on cleaning supplies or swapping out your winter clothes for new spring clothes, make sure you're using Ibotta and get real cash back with every purchase. Ibotta is a free app that gives you the most cash back every time you shop on hundreds of items from groceries to beauty supplies to toys. The average Ibotta user earns $256 per year. That could cover the cost of an entire shopping trip, that flight you've been eyeing, or the fancy dinner you've been craving. Join the over 50 million users and earn cash back every time you shop from over 2,700 brands and retailers. And right now, Ibotta is offering our listeners $5 for just trying Ibotta by using the code Eisen when you register. Just go to the App Store or Google Play Store and download the free Ibotta app to start earning cash back and use my code E-I-S-E-N. That's I-B-O-T-T-A in the Google Play or App Store and use my code Eisen. Let's talk sleep number, people, because quality sleep is so essential. That's why the sleep number smart bed is dissolved for your ever-evolving sleep needs. And the same thing for your partner. So you can choose what's right for each of you whenever you like. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Quiets your snores or your partner's? Sleep Number does that. My Sleep Number setting is 60. My wife's is 70. Ten numbers apart, but it truly is the world of difference. The Sleep Number sleep that you get is unbelievable. You will love it. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now you could save 50%. That's 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Back here on the Rich Eisen Show, 844-204-RICH, number to dial on our terrestrial radio network. Happy to uh, have you call into the program. Um, uh, it's been a while since we've had this man on. He is the uh, general manager of the Indianapolis Colts, fresh off of their draft, in which they did not have a first-round pick. Um, he is on the Mercedes-Benz Vans phone line. He is Chris Ballard. How are you doing, Chris? I'm good. Thanks for having me. Yeah, at any time, any time for sure. So um, how, did, how do you assess a draft as a general manager as soon as it's done? We all in the media say it takes three, five years to do it. What about you, Chris? I'm usually pretty – I mean, look – I mean, I'd be lying. I mean, every general manager after the draft gets up and says, man, we freaking nailed it. We got everybody we wanted. I'm probably a little more, you know, even killed with it. Like, we're excited about the players we got, but now they got to go prove it. Um, We always feel really good if they contribute. I mean, I think you see pretty quickly, Rich. I mean, of course, the developmental timeline for every player is different. But I'll tell you this. The second – Quentin Nelson stepped on the field. It didn't take long to see that he was pretty good. <laughs> yeah, he passed the eye test. I know that. Yeah, that passed the eye test. Big Q. I know that. Man. Yeah, and and any player like every I mean, you can see it pretty. I mean, Jonathan Taylor didn't take long to see that he was going to be pretty good. Pittman was really good. I mean, these guys. And it's funny because like Darius. Like, I remember that first offseason, Darius didn't practice at all because he was overcome. He had a quad injury. Right. And, you know, there's some whispers. You know, they took him too high. You know, this guy, you know, he's not practicing. And the first day of training camp, he picks Andrew Luck off twice. Well, okay, this guy's pretty good. I know. So, I think you know quick. With some guys, it takes a little longer. But with the ones that are really special, <laughs> they hit it. They hit the ground running pretty quickly. How the hell did Jonathan Taylor last that long, Chris? I still don't get it. I don't understand it. What 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 happened? You no, know, I I don't I don't know. I mean, I, I guess he rushed for too many yards. I don't I don't like we we really liked him, and I kept going. You know, you just had a the the running back position has been beat up so bad by the analytical community, and I, I don't know if people are timid to take him now or what. I remember us tra- we traded up like two or three picks, and you'd have thought it we, we were, you know, we had just done the stupidest thing on earth. From moving up and getting this guy, but I don't know. He's very talented. We're we're so fortunate that we have it. Well, it's not just the tape. It's not the tape. You actually say he says one syllable to you, and looks you in the eye, and it's just like he's one of the most special people you're gonna meet. Period. End of story. You know, and and 
why wouldn't you want to move up to take somebody with that talent and that ability and also that personality and drive? I, I can't say enough about him. And I was saying that, trust me, uh, as a Michigan Wolverine, I was very happy you took him out of the Big Ten. Um, but, you know, very... Oh, ripped y'all. There's I, no doubt. I mean, you know I'm a Badger. You know I'm a Wisconsin guy, so... Mm. I mean, he ripped me. He ripped Michigan up pretty good. <laughs> Chris, I know you're known for your honesty, but can you sugarcoat that a little bit? Come on, man. <laughs> Come on, man. But no, I, I, I hear you. Uh, Chris Ballard here on the Rich Eisen Show. So how antsy are you when you don't have a first-round pick when you watch it? No, I'm okay. I mean, I think we in 18 we had one. We traded out of the first in 19. In 20 we traded for Buckner. Last year we had one, and then this year. So um, you just let it fall. I mean, there's good players at every level of the draft. Um, we feel like you can always find players. You know, you know, just because you don't have a first-round pick doesn't mean you can't still find really, really good players in the draft. So – you know, we just scout them up, and, you know, whenever it's our time to pick, we make a decision on who we're going to take or if we're going to move back and and, and kind of roll with it. And and uh, on this show this year, Chris, we, we got involved in the NIL gig where we gave out um, some free glue product and um, and a 1000 bucks to some players that didn't expect to have an NIL deal thrown their way based on their – you know, profile or, or or their big game, and we decided to bestow it on them. And one of the guys we did was was Alec Pierce. We thought uh, we were we were kind of targeting him throughout the season as a guy was flying under the radar in a way. And then after he beat Notre Dame again, being a Michigan guy, you do that. Uh, I'll, I'll give you glue and a thousand bucks. But uh, he's <laughs> he's terrific. He's terrific. What what did you what did you see in him, and what do you think he can do for you this year, Chris? Well, we like you know I happen to. I mean, our scouts did a really good job, you know, scouting him and, and, you know, getting all the detail and identifying. Like, I think that's part of the process is, you know, I don't really care about where the grades, what grades we have on them. Um, it's nice if we've got them right, but we don't always get the grades perfectly right. But just make sure we got the right guys identified um, so we all get our eyes on them. And they did a good job identifying I had to be at the Indiana game where he had a pretty good game. And then my sister general manager, Ed Dodge, was at the Notre Dame game where he just freaking, you know, he just went off. And then we went out to – we went to the University of Cincinnati to, to, to work out Desmond Ritter, and, and, you know, Alex showed up and worked out, and which is unu- – which, Rich, let me just tell you, that's unusual today. Mm-hmm. You know, 15 years ago, we could get kids to run 340s. Like, if we, if we needed them to do something, they would do it. Nowadays, just getting them to, to – complete the process is quite the fight but Alex showed up he worked out um, Reggie was with us Reggie Wayne uh, went down with us and man I'm not just kind of, you could feel him uh, when he worked out I mean he's a I mean even though he's he's I mean he's 63 to 11 and he and he's got a lot of power in his body and he's fast and he's really athletic um, no we think he adds a, a big play element at the receiver position that we needed to that we needed to address. And when when we're along on the subject, Chris Ballard, of things you don't normally see, you also don't normally see uh, a kid get drafted in the NFL who didn't pick up a football until he was at the age of fourteen because he was a, a soccer winter sports lover from Austria. Uh, but you did <laughs> uh, by way of in the military, right? By way in the military, how right, about that? Right. I mean, so Bernard Ryman, how do you how do you um, how do you evaluate somebody like that? And draft him, Chris. How does that work? So, uh, so I'm going to tell you one of the dumbest things I've ever done in my career. Okay. So I'll never forget this. Sebastian Vollmer was at University of Houston, and you know I scouted the Southwest for the Bears for you know 11 years, and I didn't I didn't have a very good grade on Sebastian Vollmer, and I'll never forget. I show up at the workout that day, and all of a sudden I look over, and there's Dante Scarnecchia there to work out Sebastian Vollmer. And he was incredible. And I remember calling in the office going, um, I think I'm, I'm a little low on this guy. Um, we, might need to, we might need to do some more work on him. And, you know, with, with, with Raymond, he, like, he's got a lot of the same traits. I mean, he's a big, strong, athletic man. And, you know, even with the position switch, Watching from his junior, you know, season to his senior season, 
just the incremental progress that he made um, playing the position, you know, gets you excited. And hey, to be honest, Rich, we thought, you know, there was points when we, you know, we actually talked about taking him at 42. So mm. for him to be there later, we, we felt really good about it. Chris Ballard, the general manager of the Indianapolis Colts here on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk about your quarterback spot, um, starting with a little bit of the Wayback Machine because we haven't spoken yet. Um, why do you think it didn't work out with Carson Wentz in Indianapolis, Chris? That's a, that's a question I've pondered because um, he had a good year. It's not like, you know, sometimes I look back and I'm like, you know, Carson did some really good, really good things here. Um but I think the way the season ended, Rich, um, was such a black eye. It wasn't all Carson's fault. Let me just tell you, that was an or, you know, when we fail in that fashion that we did. I mean, first it starts with, you know, it's a lot of my fault because I didn't have the team, I didn't give our coaches everything they needed. Um, but ultimately, at that position, you get a lot of the blame when things don't go wrong. Um, and there just comes a point, I remember visiting with Frank and ownership and Mr. Ursay, and, you know, do we think this is the best long-term answer? Um, and if it's not, then, you know, then we need to, we need to reevaluate the position and move forward. And I wish I had a direct answer and say, you know, this is why, I mean, the kid, the kid played, Carson played pretty good football. Um, but the expectation here, you know, look, when you're, when you're following Andrew, when you're following Peyton Manning, Andrew Luck, the history of the position, I mean, all the way back to Johnny Unitas. Um, and then we get Phillip Rivers, you know, who, who played at a really high level for us. Um, the standard's really high for the quarterback position. Um, and it's very demanding. And, you know, we, you know, we expect for that guy to be able to take us, take us to, a, to a whole other level. And for whatever reason, we couldn't get it done last year, so we tried to we decided to make the change. Yeah, I mean, uh, Jim Ursay saying he meant no words. I mean, saying it was a mistake. And if if he if you guys had beaten Jacksonville and made the playoffs, do you think Carson would still be your quarterback? I know that's a hypothetical, but that's a that's a hypothetical. Um, I think we still probably would have had discussions. We probably still would have had discussions about it. So, and then, because I remember when you made the move, there was really no obvious maneuver on the board yet. I mean, there was no obvious, like, well, this guy's available and he's coming here, or that you had the draft capital go get somebody like, say, Russell Wilson or anybody else, even if that was a viable option. And I know those guys were under contract elsewhere. When did Matt Ryan first appear on your radar screen, Chris Ballard? I'll give, let me tell you, I'll give Mr. Say a lot of credit. Um, he he kept telling me. I mean, that's the one thing I think. That's one thing I really appreciate about him. You know, he's he's done the job before. You know, he's been a GM. So he kept telling me, he goes, you know what, Chris? Something good's going to happen. Just keep working. Don't panic. Don't just make a move to make a move. You know, be patient, which I am by nature, and be patient. And something something could come to fruition. And when all the when all the Watson stuff talk started you know, filtering and coming up, you know, we had, we had got a call from Atlanta that, you know, would you be interested? And of course we said, yeah, we, we'd definitely be interested. And, you know, as we kept moving forward, um, talking about it, we thought it was going to be a really good fit and fortunate enough that we were able to work out a deal, you know, even after they didn't get to Sean, you know, to get Matt, to get Matt here. So that's the way the genesis was that Deshaun Watson interest in Atlanta, their preparations in case Deshaun said yes to them was to give you a ring. Um, yes. Okay. Yeah, I think they wanted to do the right thing for Matt. Mm-hmm. And, I mean, look, Matt's meant the world to that franchise. And, you know, when, when they were going down the Watson road, um, I think they, well, let's find a, let's find a, a good place. And I know, but that before even that, I think Matt had done some research, you know, on us by calling Peyton and asking around the league, and and it, it's good because the the feelings were mutual um, on wanting to make this happen. And was there because I know Baker Mayfield had voiced personally that he would love to land with you guys. Was that ever an option for you as well, Chris? We could we went through. 
what I would tell you, Rich, is we went through every quarterback that we thought was going to be available. Um, and I remember telling Rich and Frank, I mean, uh, Mr. Shea and Frank, sorry, Rich, mm-hmm. that we're going to, we'll be patient, we will wait, and the best option will present itself to us at the right time. Um, I wish I could tell you I had some crystal ball and mm-hmm. that I just knew this was going to happen. Sometimes, sometimes, Rich, you just get a little lucky. Um, and Lord knows we, uh, Lord knows we needed some, you know, to be able to make this happen. But we we evaluated every quarterback um, that we thought, and at the, ultimately we ended up with the one that you know we thought was the best option for us. And how long do you think uh, Matt's stay could be there? I mean, I understand it's a <laughs> you thought this to fry in twenty twenty two, but. Um, <laughs> This is this is now you know I know since luck kind of surprised you to say I'm out the the you know the quarterback we 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 all talk about in the media about different starting quarterback now multiple years in a row uh, for you I imagine that's not the way you really want to go about your business so <laughs> you think, you think. <laughs> yeah. I mean right I'm, I mean I you know we get it, it's funny because I think about it all the time you know all of a sudden we you know we get we get you know we get Philip. You know, and then Philip decides to retire. You know, then we get Carson. We got to move on. I mean, we've been quite the ringer. I don't know. I mean, I got to go through a season with Matt, but I'll tell you this: he's in great shape. Um, he's been very durable. You know, in his career, um, I think Matt wants to play as long as he can play. Um, and you know, I don't. I can't foresee the future. I know we've got him under contract for two years, so I know it'll be two years, um, and then we'll go from there and see where it takes us. But you know, it's very early. Um, you know, we're all really excited about having him here, and I know he's excited about being here. I mean, Rich, this guy's, I mean, like I always knew from afar, but until you live with somebody and really get to know them, you don't really know. I mean, you think you know, but you don't know. I mean, he is he is a real deal leader um, in every aspect and um, extremely professional. Um extremely driven and extremely passionate about playing the game. You know, I told Matt this, one of the funnest years I've ever had mm. in football was the year I had with Philip Rivers. The joy. Philip Rivers he's 39 years old yeah. and the rich the joy that he played the game with. And it was just infectious to everybody. And it, it was like it was no different than watching my 16-year-old son play football, you know, at a young age. And he played the game just like he was a kid. And it's the only regret I have about the year with Phillip is that our fans, because of COVID, didn't get to feel it the way we got to feel it because it was really special. And I feel a lot of the same things with Matt. Like the game brings Matt a lot of joy. And it's not just Sundays. It's the – it's the everyday, and I think as you get older, you probably, Philip told me this, you appreciate it more. You appreciate, you know, every practice, you know, every every session you have with a chance to get better, every chance to be able to play a kid's game, you know, for as long as you can and get as much joy and enjoyment out of it as you can. That is that is a really cool thing to be around, and, I'm, and I feel very similar about Matt. Now, we haven't gone through the – we haven't gone through the ringer yet, you know, through the season. Right. Um, but I, I got a good feeling that that's that it's going to be very similar. I love it, Chris. I love it. And one of my favorite moments in my tenure on NFL Network was a Thursday night in Denver when the Chargers went in. I think Peyton Manning was in Denver and shocked him. It was like a week 15, week 16. Chargers were on a roll, and Phillip did his usual thing on the road in the AFC West and showed up post-game post on the set in his ostrich boots and his bolo tie and his whole dad gummit and just like like he was shot out of a cannon, and the whole country felt it through the television set. His passion and his love and just like wanted to run through a wall for the guy. I totally get what you're saying, and I – I love that you're saying that about Matt Ryan as well. So do you want to have some fun with Matt? I, I know I, I've got something for you if you want to have a little bit of fun with Matt, Chris Ballard. Oh, absolutely. Okay. Absolutely. This is what you tell him. This is what you tell him. You tell him that, you know, he's he's got he's got a new lease here, right? Turn the page. It's a whole new part of his career. 
You tell them that, and you say, Matty Ice was Atlanta. That's Atlanta. You got a new persona here, and tell him you got a new nickname for him. And you tell him the nickname is The Matural. Okay? You tell him that, (laughs) and he will know exactly where it's from because I've I've been trying to get him to accept that nickname highly unsuccessfully for well over a decade. (laughs) <laughs> and I just think you should, if you can play it straight, Chris, like with not, not break out. I, know, and I got it. You play it straight don't and don't sit like you're serious about it. That would be great. That would be outstanding. I'm going to give it to our social media department and say, <sighs> hey, what do you think of this guy? <laughs> yes. Chris Ballard, you yes. have no idea what you've done. Uh, no, no, no. Man. You the have word. no, no idea no, what you've done. No, this man is a this man. They, man this, they don't just call him a specific manager. He's a general manager. He knows. <laughs> okay. He knows. Uh, they call him a general manager for a reason. He manages generally. Okay. So you. This is going to be great. Yes. Yes. The Who's natural. Be great for? The natural. The natural. He will he, he he will know where it's coming from once it's out of the bag, but this would be great. Oh, that's awesome. Give it a try, that's Chris. Awesome. Give it a try. No, it's going down. I mean, look, you think I'm kidding. Well, first thing is they're going to play this. Yes. So it's getting out there. That's true. Like this is that's true. I know. I know it's not the most proof, foolproof gambit. I understand that there's some holes in this, but let's go for it. Let's go for it. Let's do it. Oh, we will. Excellent. We will. Chris Ballard, thanks for the time. Greatly appreciate it. I will oh, be, uh, my eyes will be peeled to at Colts. I can't wait for that. Um, and thanks for the time. Let's do this more often. Appreciate it. Absolutely. Anytime, Rich. That is the Indianapolis Colts general manager, Chris Ballard, here on the Rich Eisen Show. Oh, yes. Oh, yes. Oh, man. <laughs> you say, oh, man. I say, oh, yes. I don't know uh, if I can be a part Chris, of Chris, yes, you can. That, that now, this is next level. Using his new gen, he won't see this coming at all. No, he won't see this coming at all. You know, because we're using his general manager, who's now going to use the Colts' uh, social media account as part of this. Uh, what what were we? What, what do we call it? Fool, fool's errand. Okay, I understand that I'm the fool, and you think this is an errand that's not worth it. But I'm not giving up ever. This shows that I'm I've got some moxie and stick to itiveness. That's the way I'm looking at it. Yes, Rich. I understand that you think that. <laughs> it's not about you. This is about Matt. He is in a new situation right. trying to win a Matty Super Bowl. Ice is, is in He's trying it's to win over. a Super Bowl. Why are we bothering him with dumb nicknames? It, he mm. needs to focus and, and lock in. The mm. AFC is tight. Take your heart pills and buckle up. I've heard that. Okay? AFC South in particular. And and this guy needs to get to work. He has got new teammates. He's got to learn a new playbook. Oh, good. And we are going to bother him with silly nickname We're garbage not bothering again? Him. We're not bothering like him. Like year 12 We're of this? Utilize- this is subversive. This is fantastic. You won't see this one oh, coming. masochistic. You should do that. <laughs> I want Matt to be successful. This is holding him back. Having to worry about this. I have no concern about his ability to succeed because he's the natural. Rich will be the ones closest to you. Matty Ice you know? is yesterday's news. <laughs> Rich, oh, this is going to be great. How many times Come on. has Come on. the natural won anything? Uh, he's never wanted the nickname ever. And the fact that now his general manager is going to do this, I can't wait. Oh, yeah. Keep an eye on at Colts, everybody, for the next two and a half hours just in case he, he's already... Bl- uh. Knocked it up the uh, the chain of command. Or down the chain of command. He's at the top of chain of command. This is he, what's great about it. I love it. All right. We'll take a break here uh, on the Rich Eisen Show. The Ryan Tannehill um, conversation that we had yesterday about him saying it's, he, it's not his job to mentor Malik Willis has uh, certainly um, touched the nerve. It has. And we'll hit on that one more time when we come back on the Rich Eisen Show. Let's talk O'Reilly Auto Parts, people. Or as you might know from their jingle, O-O-O-O'Reilly Auto Parts. They're in the business of keeping your car on the road. O'Reilly Auto Parts offers friendly, helpful service and the parts knowledge you need for all your maintenance and repairs because you know when you need your car fixed, you need somebody who knows what they're talking about and is helpful, has a smile on their face, and gets you back on the road. They've got thousands of parts and accessories in stock, either in-store or online, so you never have to worry if you're in a jam. The team at O'Reilly Auto Parts can test your battery for free in or out of your car. If it needs to be replaced, they'll help you just... 
find the right battery for your vehicle. Need your windshield wipers replaced, a brake light fix, or a quick service? They'll help you find the right part or point you to the nearest local repair shop for help. Whether you're a car aficionado or an auto novice, you will find the employees at O'Reilly Auto Parts knowledgeable, helpful, and the best of all, friendly. Stop by O'Reilly Auto Parts today or visit us at O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. That's O'ReillyAuto.com slash eisen. Let's talk game time. Boy, do we love using game time tickets at the Rich Eisen Show. And every single time I've been watching the basketball playoffs on TV, I've been wondering what it would be like to be at these games. And when you choose your tickets on game time, you can see the view from your seat where the court is, where you are in relation to it. And then the all-in prices, that's my favorite feature. The all-in prices makes sure that you see the lowest price guarantee and also know exactly how much everything costs all in before you purchase so all the guesswork is removed when you buy playoff tickets with game time download the game time app create an account and use my code rich for $20 off your first purchase terms apply visit gametime.co for restrictions again create an account redeem my code r-i-c-h for $20 off your first purchase download game time today last minute tickets lowest price guaranteed Back here on the Terrestrial Radio Outfit here on the Rich Eisen Show, we were talking to our friend Sideline Mike. Thanks for the call, Sideline Mike. I appreciate it. Right here on the Rich Eisen Show. Um, you know, talking about the Georgia Bulldogs and how incredible. They, what did he called it? The Georgia Invitational? Was the, uh, <laughs> yeah. was the NFL draft? Very good. So yesterday, uh, we went off the air with two stories that popped towards the end of a show, one of which was Urban Meyer um, and the Jacksonville Jaguars still have not, a, 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 I guess, seen eye to eye on how much money Urban is owed on the 10 to $12 million a year deal that he got and got. <laughs> and, and then uh, in the most spectacular face plan of all time, cost himself all that money because he couldn't you know, even get through a full season. That's how bad it was. And then the other story was Ryan Tannehill um, speaking to the media for the first time since um, uh, the the playoff one and done in the divisional playoff round lost to Cincinnati, in which he said he went to a dark place. He needed therapy to get through all of that. And then uh, spoke about the drafting of Malik Willis in the third round, said that the team didn't give him a heads up, but he did text the kid to say welcome to the team. But in terms of... Uh, 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 from here on out, uh, Willis is essentially on his own. Being in a quarterback room in the same room, you know, we're we're competing against each other. We're uh, you know watching the same tape. We're, we're doing the same drills. Uh, I don't think it's my job to mentor him, but um, you know, if he learns learns from me along the way, then um, then that's a great thing. So I said, you know, I I, I hear you. I, I I kind of understand why you'd be like, hey, kid, you know, you can follow me or see what I'm doing. But other than that, I'm not going to sit here and say, hey, did you get that? Hey, you understand? This is how you got to get up to speed? And I don't know if that even means that Tannehill's going to see something that's correctable and say nothing just so he falls on his face. You know, I, But in terms of him going out of his way, looks like that won't happen. And I said I can kind of understand that. So, of course, it takes Kurt Warner to make me uh, feel ashamed. <laughs> Kurt tweeted out, I will never understand the I'm not here to mentor the next guy mentality. So for all you young quarterbacks that need a mentor, DM me and I'll be that guy. Happy to help in any way that I can. And he followed up by basically saying that, you know, because people kept tweeting back at him over 100,000 likes to that tweet as well, saying, you know, uh, hey, you know, you're helping a guy replace you. Like, why would you do that? And he's like, maybe I'm from a different world, but... I will help the guy be the best he can be, and I want to beat him at his best. Same way that I want to beat the other teams at their best, I want to beat the guy in my uh, competition in my own quarterback room to be at his best. So he goes, maybe I'm just wired differently. So believe it or not, somebody actually trolled back at Kurt and um, said, teach them how to bag paper and plastic. <laughs> to which Kurt responded, yep, even there, I'd be down to helping every grocery stocker slash bagger be their best. Kurt's the best. <laughs> Fantastic. Bravo. I love Kurt. <laughs> of course, the hard-bitten masshole over there says, get it. 
I, I totally understand the approach of like, you know what, I'm, I, I don't want to help the guy take my job. I, I understand It's also that. not Ryan's job. Ryan's job is to be the quarterback of the Titans, win as many games as possible, win the Super Bowl. But I don't know if anybody's saying, is that part of your job? It's like it's not his job to do that. And Kurt is taking the approach of like, hey, you know, he can do both. Like you can multitask to yes. do both. Like you can I, get I mean, ready, you can get ready for your home opener against fill in the blank, while also taking yeah. the five minutes to say, "Hey, did you get that?" You can actually help him get through maybe also, what he needs to do to prepare. But I don't think Ryan Tannehill's it. going out of his way to say, "I'm not going to do that." But he just said, it. "Just did it." That's, just said, I'm "Do you not, think that's mentoring job. by just yeah. being like, "Hey, did you get that?" That's not mentoring. That is. That's yeah. actually yeah. that's the very definition of mentoring. Oh, I, I mean, I disagree. Yeah. That just sounds bitter, whether he means it or not. It just. Mike Talman coming up in hour number two. Maybe we'll ask him what he thinks the role should be for bottom Kenny line is Bottom line is if you're gonna if you're like teaching someone and you're afraid to teach them, that means you don't think you're good. Yeah. I'll teach anyone to do what I do because I know I'm really good at what I do. I'm not scared you're gonna take my job. But Mike, there and are also am, people in your business who purposely like Well, they undercut you. Yeah, that's and, and then the don't problem. teach you the full way, so they're always needed. And that's the problem. When we yeah, job security. Yeah. Brian have... Tannehill's job security as a quarterback's not he that's he should just show the, the kid what he should got it. Yeah. you gotta do it. I had a situation here, you guys are well aware of it, with when AT and T was still here and I was getting let go from the position I had and they were telling me that I was getting fired and I had to train my replacement. I had to sit back there and train a kid to take over my job. And like, I was mad about it, of course, but I did it and I showed them everything I did and how I did it because ultimately I looked at it like if I didn't, that would hurt the show and hurt you guys. And that wasn't, you know, where my anger lied. So yeah, I was, I happened to show him everything that I know where you are. Yeah. Yeah. I mean, but it's, it's nothing like, yeah. Was I mad? You guys know I was mad about it, but yeah. Yeah, I'm like, yeah, I'll show you what I do, how I do it, you know, when I post, how I post, what Rich likes, what Mike, you know, and so I did it. But you know, that's, I guess it's a completely different situation. But still, like you're 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 mentoring, you're teaching someone to come over and take your job. That person also has to want it. They have to ask you questions. True. It's not it's not up to you to be like, hey, did you get that? It's up to him to be like. Hey, what about this? What about this? What about this? Well, I mean, again, I think we we take things in this world to be so um, extreme. We're used to extremes. We're we're not used to nuance. We're not used to middle ground anymore in this world. Certainly when you see something in the palm of your hand and it's cut up in 17 seconds as a soundbite, that uh, the concept is Malik Willis needs, you know, to grow. He needs to mature. He needs to uh, understand what it is means to be a pro and pro offense and everything like that who better to teach him that than the quarterback are you going to teach him that well no it's not my job to mentor him doesn't mean that if Malik Willis asks him a question right, he's exactly. going to say you know uh, no. Nunya <laughs> yeah exactly the play is called Nunya Pound sand. <laughs> yeah you know what um, hey Rook give me donuts both on two <laughs> you know like that's not that's not what he's going to say to him right but um so when he's asked first blush you know in a press conference his answer is not my job to do that there may be a nice middle gray area here. And Kurt Warner, back in the day, had a lot of competition with paper or plastic, as we just heard. 